I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Face down in the brown grass, shame, shame, I'm a brown ass. Birds in the trees as we run through. And if I'm dead to the world, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Shots fire, rewind, please, girl, be mine. Email, do not talk to me, baby. Before we go crazy, you might do it, baby. We were so Jay-Z, Beyonce, my aunt say, keep the sex game picante. So Aunt May and the Mary Jane that I was hitting on, we were trying to forget that there was something wrong. Love is Russian roulette, I had the safety on. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips Podcast, your host, Rod and Karen. Saturday morning feedback time. Everyone who's hearing this should already know where to go, but theblackoutist.com comments on the episodes votes in the polls all that stuff is awesome and it's how you get played on the show mm-hmm. donate to the show up in the top right hand corner there's some like hey you can one time donate to the show you can be a recurring donation we appreciate those that do that um you can also become a premium member by going to the blackouttips.com slash premium uh register there and become premium man um if you're not um registered there um uh, you can also or if you're already registered, you can go to the top, log in, you know, make sure you log in first. Go to the top, go to your dashboard, little, little, plug, little pull down menu will come up. And your dashboard on the left hand side, there's a couple options there, like membership options and stuff to upgrade and go to premium. If you've let it slip and you want to go back, that's an easy way to do it. Um, leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We're going to read those today. Uh, although we only got one on both iTunes and Stitcher combined. Mm. So apparently, uh, Shows weren't that good last week. Um, we also got um, uh, emails, blackouts at gmail.com, the voicemail line 704 557 Please keep your voicemails under three minutes throughout the week. Uh, we try to make it so everybody gets a chance. Um, mm-hmm. No one monopolizes it. Uh, but yeah, make sure you guys do all that stuff. And um, I think that's all the ways to get in contact with the show. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And let's, I guess, first give honor and glory to the people that gave us, um, who gave us money. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, you guys are very important to us. Um, you know, many of you, uh, you know, make this possible. So let's do it. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. That's right. Hey. Had some people donate. Yes, we did. We thank you for joining us on this Saturday afternoon for for the Usher's Board uh, service. Mm-hmm. Marvin B. Yes. Marvin, Marvin B. B. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Early days of photography. Thank you very much for your donation. Yes, thank you very much. They'll, they'll be in the back taking uh, pictures for the Black Family Reunion at the end of service. <laughs> yes, they need those pictures. You can get the proof for free, but you're going to need to pay for the whole picture right. package. Wood. A Woodsy. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Thank you, sweetie. Visiting all the way from our African missionaries. Uh, <laughs> people, so yes, thank, thank you very you. much. Justin J. Thank you, Justin, for your recurring donation. Thank you, Justin. Asia D. Yes, Asia D. Thank yeah. you very much. We see you waving. Mm-hmm. David S. All the way from New York coming down to visit with us this Saturday 
morning. Yes, so traveled all those hours. We thank you, sir, for making that trip. Uh, we got a one-time donation from Marcus F. All the way from Dallas, Texas. Thank you, Marcus. Yes, thank you. Down in the dirty, dirty, dirty south. I heard they worship down there. The black guy who took Rovita J. Thank you for coming by our cult. Mm. Yes, girl, I like them shoes. Kool-Aid will be served in the back. It will be. But it won't be poison. Not this time. Ah, we ain't gonna try to kill you. Monica C. Recurring donator. That person that hits me on Facebook all the time with stories. <laughs> Rock from the Black Astronauts Podcast. Thank you, Rock. Thank you. Jennifer H. Recurring donator. Thank you, Jennifer. We appreciate you. Lewis the Birdman Jr. Turning those drug profits into tides. Thank you so much. Yes, that's when our sister churches. We thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. We'll clean that money for you. Mm-hmm. Bomani Jones of Highly Questionable. Putting his money where his mouth is. Mm-hmm. His bow money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bow money. Bow money. If you know what I mean. Come on now. Oh, you can have a little fun, too. Uh... Rad Film Lawyer, recurring donator to the show. Thank you, you, sweetie. I see you, girl. Sending us coffee and giving us money. I know, right? You know, I, I say it's time to pass around the toffering plate. Put some toffee in there for me. All yes, right, come on. Yes, y'all, y'all see these new curtains up in the sanctuary? <laughs> that, that was from her donations. I thank you, ma'am. Pete B. Thank you very much, Pete B. I feel, uh, like, feel like he might be new, man. I don't remember saying Yeah, people. thank you. Thank you, new members. Thanks, everybody. That's that's everybody this week. We appreciate yeah. your money. Oh, oh, oh. Look at that the quad take us out. All right, that's enough, choir. That's enough. Thank you, everybody, uh, for giving this week. Um, let's talk about the people who left five star reviews. Mm-hmm. There's only one to talk about because uh, the rest of you let us all down, but that's fine. Yeah, um, I see y'all out there. We see them numbers. Seriously, mm-hmm. we have. It only takes a few minutes, y'all. We don't get to be the top 100 podcast on Stitcher without a whole lot of listeners. Okay. I feel like everybody should take time out. Leave us five star review on iTunes. I don't think it's too much to ask. It don't take long at all. I promise. People that y'all. hate us take the time out to show they hate. Yes, so they do. Take your time out to show some love. Um, Mars three one two one says doing the most five stars. I don't like TBGWT because I agree with all of Rod's views. I don't like TBG. I don't like TBGWT because I want to pull on Rod's beard or street harass him. I feel like this is opposite day. I like TVGWT because Rod is the best at doing him and Karen is the best at doing her. And when they get together with some of the best podcast talent in the country and beyond, they are doing the most. Funny and engaging with down-to-earth hosts. This podcast is well worth a listen. Thank you, Mars 3121. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you very much. And we know that Stitcher has a, like a delay. So some people, if you left one and you be like, well, I left you one and you didn't get it, Stitcher has a delay. And for iTunes, y'all got to remember, you can't cuss. Yes, yeah. iTunes, you know, Steve Jobs is still alive and iTunes is like, nope. And also, if you're on iTunes only, if you're outside of the continental United States, this does include Canada and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Let us know because we do not see them. Yeah, you got to tell us to switch country codes. You know, every once in a while we'll randomly check like a Canada or something like that. But, yeah, you got to let us know because if you uh, do that, 
our toothpaste is in a completely different region. We got to go find the region. We got to go look up the show. Mm-hmm. We don't mind doing it, Mm-mm. but we would prefer if you guys told us because it's like, I don't know if you guys know this, man. It's like a bunch of flags. And maybe it's because we're Americans, but there's a lot of countries. Yeah, there is a a bunch of flags. Mm -hmm. And that's if your country allows you to leave comments, because some countries don't allow you to leave comments. But most do now. But some countries are like iTunes. mm -mm. Yeah, we actually got a couple from Canada. I don't know if we read them or not. August 11th, one episode in Hook, Crazy Dude for Life says, the best part of the episode is at the beginning when the dude starts off with a rap. Cool. Uh, and I don't know if we read this one. TBGWT is so black in all comedy podcasts that Run DMC Raising Hell is to hip hop. <laughs> oh, so we is. And <laughs> that, and that both gave me something new to love after I hit the play button. There I said it. I'm currently listening to episode 736. And yes, you're right, Rod. I did make an actual resolution to give you guys feedback. And today I'm finally doing it. Part of my procrastination is I've always wanted to say more than just I love your show. As a result, I catch myself overthinking what I want to say like I'm getting ready to do now. Stopping myself now, ending with I love your show. Keep doing what you're doing. More positive comments to come. Resisting the urge to write more. Be black. P.S. Yes, I'm aware that for a person in my demographic, black 70s baby, Run DMC's Raising Hell album might be considered a late start in the hip-hop. In my defense, I'm from and live in the capital of Canada. So there you go, man. Yeah, I think we, that's everybody. Yes. We thank you and y'all. It don't have to be wordy. Mm-hmm. It can even be an emoticon. As long as we know what it means. We don't care. Just leave us a five-star review. Yep. So, all right, man. Um, let's talk about y'all's comments on the actual website. Uh, we had a episode 784, Fast Beard Nigga. Um, and uh, <laughs> the poll was, are bearded, men, are bearded men responsible for their own harassment from women? Yes, they are asking for it. No, it's not right. 28% of people. 28% of people are on my side. They say it's probably not. probably all men with beards. It's not right. 72% of people think that we are asking for it. What is wrong with y'all blaming the probably victim? Probably all women. Y'all <laughs> slut shaming out here? What's wrong with beard y'all? Beard shaming. I can't wear my beard without y'all trying to put y'all damn hands in it. Mm-mm, you know, not. Nasty hands of men. Miss Crisble says, what? A nice glistening beard with good shape and volume. Asking for my fingers to touch it. Let me see what that beard do. Mm-hmm. Hugs and kisses, Miss Crisble. <laughs> Keep your hands off my beard. DJ Dollars, KJ Dollars says, it's your own fault. Nobody told you to come out with a nice beard that makes women want to touch it. Stop prostituting yourself, you whore, from a fellow bearded guy. See, that's self-hate. <laughs> you just hate your own beard and self, man. It's okay to believe that you can you can walk out the house and not be harassed it's not your fault i'm here for you brother brother in beard look at you look at you <laughs> episode 785 is not tv is jbo uh where we talked about the uh beyonce um you know uh at jay-z concert mm-hmm. um which was on the run which was good yes it was and and uh, I, after I watched that Beyonce concert, all praises and glory goes to Beyonce. I got a promotion. I got a pay raise. So mm-hmm. I thank Beyonce. Yep. So I um, feel like, uh, you know, I feel like that was a great episode and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people had fun listening to it. Every once in a while I still get tweets about shit I said about Lil' Kim. And then Lil' Kim's, <laughs> Lil Kim's squad of... Uh, Defenders come up in there. Right, so, out of nowhere, too. You know, 
I mean, they don't have nothing better to do. I mean, it's not like they listening to albums. Come on. What, what could they possibly be doing with their lives? But, um, yeah, so, uh, we, we got a comment on that episode. It was from, um, Butterbean who says, really? Uh-oh. We are going to talk about how tight and rocking Beyonce's body is looking at the what after she had, quote unquote, had her baby. I'll give it to her that she is a masterful performer with an awesome figure, but I'll be damned if I'm going to be one of those people pretending that I didn't see her so-called baby bump fold on television. That was as natural as your knee bending outwards. In the end, she had a beautiful uh-huh. baby girl while maintaining a gorgeous figure, but I hate how she is lying about how she got there. And those fuzzy naked bump videos, etc., doesn't mean shit. Well, her Instagram photos are always doctored. Keep in mind that I can have a video of myself riding in the car with JFK, too. I hate to be a hating ass nigga and would live, live and let live, but people mentioning her body bouncing back is just what she wanted, and she just gets under my crawl every time. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't care if it's real or fake. It's like weave. It's hers. Uh, I think it's real. I do. I do too. Now. I mean, I think y'all niggas are ascribing a level of fucking trickery that goes beyond the pale, and I don't think she would do that. You know what I mean? Or I just, I just don't. I just think it's not reasonable. You know what I mean? I feel like you need to just breathe. You know, let her beautiful. You, like, did you know her hair is not really hers? Sure mm-hmm. And when you look at that baby, that's definitely some of her and Jay Z in there. I clear that little girl look just like Jay. Yeah. But yeah, so I you know, you talking about they doctoring fuzzy videos and shit, that seems like a ton of work, especially when people can just like I feel like someone would have just told if somebody knew. True. I like I just don't think it's that complex. I mean, we live in a world where People's phones get hacked. People's information is put in these streets every day. Uh, people are, you know, running around behind, you know, TMZ is putting out any information they can get a hand on. Anything. You, you think if someone could prove that that wasn't her baby or that she didn't actually carry that baby, they, would say so. they would, wouldn't hesitate to fucking just say so? You know, I, I, I just disagree with you. And I think, you know, she did bounce back and she does deserve credit, you know. And just because you don't like her doesn't mean... And she didn't bounce back, you know, right back on these bitches. Anyway, should corporal <laughs> should corporal punishment be considered a black issue? Yes or no? Yes, nine percent of our audience said yes, it is a black issue. Ninety-one percent of people said it's not, and it was because we went over that article mm-hmm. where there was a black lady who wrote a book about corporal punishment and its roots in Black America, but she uh, in the article it tells you. Hey, 90% of black people believe you should be able to spank your kid. 80% of white people believe you should be able to spank your kid. 70% of Asian people. It's like, well, a lot of people are spanking their kids. It's right. not just black people. Mm-hmm. Why are y'all centering this as a black discussion when this really should just be an American discussion? Because a lot of motherfuckers are doing this shit. Stop trying to discover our pathology all the goddamn time. And at some point, you know, have the broader discussion if you want to have that. But I don't think they want to. I think they just want to do another one of those. This is why our culture is superior to black people. Right. Uh, we had episode 786 with Mel and Siege of the Good and Terrible Show. Mm-hmm. Had a good time with them. Mm-hmm. It's called Motorboat That Butt. And uh, we had some comments. Uh, let me start at the beginning. AJ the Engineer put, he put his tippy nomination in this thread instead of the tippy thread. What? Let me see if he went and fixed that. 
he didn't all right okay. i had to you copy and paste that. it yeah. yeah you can copy paste it so he put tippy nomination at the 28 minute mark the chat room responses after the food step selling man was the greatest racism that couldn't have been at the 28 minute mark because that guess the race happens at the end of the show unless you meant i was 28 yeah i don't know i guess i have to now i gotta go do some work <laughs> <laughs> um anyway the chat room responses after the food step selling man was the greatest racism i ever heard this year 98 percent of the responses were wrong i think tbgwt show would be a totally different experience if the chat room didn't exist tippy nomination best new guest mail and siege great show once again Ryder care thanks for bringing up and telling us about different podcasts so that we can all give them a listen and support hey man that's the goal that's what we do love when you guys go out there and do that shit we man. do because there's so many people out there Mm-hmm. you just never know and we have a lot of good people that you know kind of in our network we don't officially call it a network or anything but a lot of good people that we like working with and reaching out to right he said my bad i forgot to leave a category if there's a category for best guess the race guesses i think it should be for episode 786 at 28 minute mark one that's got to be the wrong time two that's this is not where you put tibbies all right <laughs> You can just go to the top of the site and search. There's a search thing at the top of the site and just put tippies. It'll bring up the thread that says the 2000, put your 2014 tippy nominations right. here. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it in the chat right now. You can yeah, uh, that's for people like, favorite this, save yeah. it, whatever you need to do. That way it's all in one it. spot. That way we don't have to search all across the page for yeah, it. Yeah. So don't make a lot of work for me, brother. Um, so, uh, Let's go to the next comment. Miss Cristobal says, I told Jay, the impossible white man of the show, that the good and terrible show is part of the illustrious everything category of podcast goal that gets five S's on the yes scale. But she doesn't listen saying, oh, look at my list. I listen to too much stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Ice Queen, JJ, bish. I told her my stitcher was too was full too. But right. guess what? There's levels to this po- to my podcast ish. Told her to do what I did, put good and terrible in the listen later category. Mm-hmm. And you know that when y'all, Rodrin, were chilling in PA, guess what I was doing? Marathon and good and terrible. Get it together, Chica. Love you, girl. Love you, Rodrin. XO XO Miss Crystal. Yeah, uh like I'm a bit I know a lot of people don't like stitches or whatever, but I am a huge stitcher fan. And I literally have hundreds hundreds of podcasts queued up on my stitcher and I, I i like the listen later feature that way it downloads to your phone it doesn't eat up your data and all that stuff and you can find a lot a lot of great podcasts out there you might not listen to them immediately but at least if you have them on there you can kind of eventually work your way around to them because it's impossible to listen to everything y'all it's just impossible but when we find stuff that we like and we enjoy and things like that we present it to you guys mm-hmm. um we and also like i feel like there's a subliminal diss to jay i don't know what's going on with this right now but <laughs> jay knows how that we love her here we love and, her um, you know uh we you know if you are full of podcast it's nothing wrong with that it, the podcast for other people will always be here will be here you can always right. get around to it at yeah. your own leisure dipping it out on us and dipping it out on them we we don't we don't mind a lot of people yeah. feel like it's cheating or whatever we don't care it's too many podcasts out there to be a a one podcast note. Yeah, and Mel and CJ are great, and yes, so they are, are some of the other uh, co-slither shows. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so you know, just uh, we're glad that they could come on, and uh, hopefully if they get a little bit of bumping, listening, a little bit of response on Twitter, whatever. That's sweet, and uh, hopefully people give it the show a chance because uh, it's just like just what they did with us, but without 
me trying to talk over him so there you go mm-hmm. sounds tasty says i went to north Penn high school and my sister currently goes there i can't believe my mom didn't tell me that said i shouldn't be surprised that my high tennis coach high school tennis coach resigned the, the year after i left after complaints of inappropriate behavior although i don't think he was ever arrested that must have been related to a story yeah uh, about somebody trying to fuck some kids or something mm-hmm. um, can't remember what the, I don't remember uh, the story, but I do remember us talking about a tennis coach. Yeah. Oh, the Snapchat dude. Mm-hmm. Sending them dick pics. Right. Shay L. <laughs> Davis writes in, my husband listens to the show now. He's been walking around the house saying, motorboat that butt for two days now. <laughs> so thanks for that, LOL. I hope he hears you read this, too. Here's what's funny about this. Um, one, um, hopefully he's not scared of me, you know, because I think Shay's the one that says she's scared of me. Two, um... If you really, like, you think it's in your head now. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, not really, like, um, I hate to do this to everybody, but if you really want it to be in your head, I've been doing this to myself for the last three or four days, torturing myself. Um, real dope dealers for real. Y'all want to boat that butt. Move that butt. Move that butt. Y'all want to boat that butt. I've been doing this shit for fucking. Y'all want to boat that butt. Like 72 hours minimum. Y'all want to boat that butt. Want to boat that butt. Want to boat that butt. Y'all want to boat that butt. Want to boat that butt. Want to boat that butt. Y'all want to boat that butt. I've been doing this shit. I can't stop myself. I'm in a fucking car by myself. Doing this shit. I don't even like this song. That I just butt, I can't it's, it's like the instrumental <laughs> is constantly playing all the way all the time around me. I'm just sitting in the car like motorboat that butt. Yeah, I'm gonna boat that butt. 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 That's how I feel. But yeah, it's got this. I'm gonna boat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Y'all gonna boat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Y'all gonna boat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Y'all wanna boat that butt? Yeah, it's, it's that terrible. Butt. It's terrible, dog. Y'all I can't stop butt, myself. Butt, butt, butt. And you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome, Shay. Yes, you are. And you're welcome, Shay's husband. Then we'll probably be uh, yeah. repeating this song to you ten thousand times. I bet you wish you hadn't wrote that shit in now. All right. He gonna be walking around the house talking about motorboat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Y'all motorboat that butt. Yeah, motorboat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Why he bagging his button to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh The poll was. Would you be in the motorboat in that butt? Yes, I've done it or had it done to me. No, it's not my thing. Or I'd like to try it out. Yes, I've done it or had it done to me. 35% of our audience, one out of every three black guy who tips listeners are already motorboating that butt or getting their boat motorboated. Right. 28% of people are a little bit closed minded and. You know, a little scared. They they don't think it's their thing. They don't want to be in the motorboat in that butt. They scared of the butt for some reason. Ah! And 37% open-minded. And I like that. I like that over two-thirds of our audience, very open-minded about the idea of motorboating some butt. Right. You know, or having it done to them. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that, guys. Mm-mm. Okay? You got you to gotta love your bodies. Miss Crisable says, sounds positively delightful, please, and thank you in advance. See? <laughs> yeah. 
where you gonna get such a polite response like that from from miss christopher i know right that's the (laughs) least ratchet thing she said in, in months right uh positively orgasmic uh where justin was on the show Kyle left a uh, uh, response. He said, what a fantastic show. That segment about the orgasm guy was hilarious. I mean, imagine if there were a virus that could make men, oh, sweet baby, Jesus. And the actual poll was, is the three boob girl real or fake? No comments on the poll, just votes. 93% of y'all said it's fake and there's still 7% of y'all holding out the hope like, hey, it could be real. You know, maybe it is. Uh, for some reason, it's, it just hasn't, you know, it's just going to be proven true. And the, the, the three titties is real. Then we had J.L. Covan on the show for the latest show of the week, 788 Leroy and Tyrone. Mm-hmm. The poll was simple. Do you like Key and Peele? Yes, it's pretty funny. No, it's pretty corny. 77% of our audience likes Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. 23% think it's corny. I like them too. Uh, I think some of their skits are less funny than others. It's but a hit or miss at times with them. Yeah. And but when I, it's a hit, it's a good hit. Mm-hmm. And I do think what JL said is true, that sometimes the perspective that they write the joke with is very like, black people ain't shit. And I don't like that. But sometimes, you know, some like they had a skit about some aliens uh, invading the earth and they could look like humans and there was two black dudes with guns and they were able to tell which gay aliens were the re- were real and fake based on the fact that the aliens didn't understand racism so the aliens ah. are, like a white person sees two niggas with guns and comes over like oh thank god you guys are here you saved me and then they're like shoot them but then if a white person is like oh my god don't shoot uh i don't have any money on me they're like okay you're you're human you can come like obviously you're racist <laughs> Chuck Spears says they generally have really strong premises and decent starts to their sketches, but end up running the joke into the ground by overuse or getting too far-fetched and zany for where it goes. And as said in a previous podcast, or maybe it was on Righteous Prick, they seem to be just be upset that other black kids teased them or didn't let them play when they were younger, and this is their chance to express their genuine disdain for black folks. Sometimes I do feel that they're speaking from another experience of, you know, uh, not necessarily being in black culture, but being the black guy around white people. Right. And there's a, there's a place for that. There's a lot of people that do that for their podcast. They do that for their, you know, their, their stand up. Like, you know, I saw a YouTube channel the other day. I thought it was funny about, um, how to pretend that you watch scandal. Um, and I thought it was funny. Let me see if I can find that. Um, uh, but, but I thought it was funny, but then when she ends it, she said something where it was like, you know, for more black person around white people videos or something, it was just like, damn, that's, you know, like, I really wanted to, oh, I think I left it on the Facebook page. All right. So I yeah, she'd be better just not having that part there. Yeah. Like, I really hate that. Like, it's a funny video to me, but I kind of hate that it's part of this channel where it seems like the, it's, it's the, you know, well, just the title seemed that way. Now, maybe the channel might not even be like that. And maybe that video or that whatever was not a great representation of it. Um, although I was laughing. Um, yeah, it says how to fake that you watch Scandal. Well, let me see if I'll turn the volume up. Girl, did you see last night's episode of Scandal? Oh, 
I don't watch Scandal. We all know that being a black woman and not watching Scandal is basically racial treason that could get you deported from some parts of the South. But what's a girl ruined by years of watching quality dramas such as Breaking Bad and Mad Men with her white friends to do? We'll never fear, ladies. Although no black woman with an ounce of racial pride will admit it, the same thing basically happens in every episode of Scandal. Faking your way through an episode is as easy as learning phrases like, I can't believe that character turned out to be a lesbian. Why can't they just be together? That boardroom scene went in. Cyrus is crazy. Mama Pope is crazy as hell. I can't believe she cursed him out, made love to him, and then cursed him out again. Not a single one of your black girlfriends will have a clue that you don't watch the show. And with these next phrases, not even your gay co-workers will catch on. Of course her hair was flawless. And the trench coat was everything. Fits as fine as hell. At first I didn't like the first lady, but now I bang with her. Kerry Washington's a bad bitch. The baddest. And now, with these easy-to-learn phrases, you will be too. Now, usually this is the place where I'd say, I'll see you next week. But the show never changes. It's legit the same episode every time. So you should be fine for the duration of the series. For more tips on being a black face in a white place, subscribe to the Dear White People channel right now. Yeah, so it's the Dear White People channel, which is a movie that comes out. A lot of people swear by it. But, you know, the description is, are you black but not black black? Well, this is a how-to video, you know. So, okay. it's like, I like, you know, I like the concept kind of, but it kind of reminds me of Key and Peele where there's this kind of like, I'm not really black or, you know, I'm not that kind of black. So, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, there's no real that kind of black. black. There's just, just, just black to me. Yeah. So, uh, but JL's uh jl's video about their Kenfield writers room is just so good everything and uh you know i was dying laughing at it man um and hopefully people will go check it out um i'm gonna put it in the chat again for people if you haven't seen it yet you can uh check it out yourself or um do whatever you know make sure you guys spread it around and and, and tell people um about about uh you know jl and his video if you watch the youtube video like it and share it because um you know he, it's hilarious man and it's funny because like you know some people are just going out here to be like man fuck you uh talk about key and peel <laughs> you know what i mean Aww. um because because he's you know he's, he's picking on something that's like a comedy icon so um make sure you guys do that so um all right and we had a couple tippy nomination things. Um, I'm not going to put the AJ the Engineers one because the time is wrong and we don't have a category for that. So there's no point in moving it over. Anime, no, wait. Yeah, Anime Sparks to the left when he says, favorite new guest, Mel and Siege. Hope this is their first of many appearances on the Blackout Tips. Natasha P, well, I mean, we'll definitely ask them back, just in mm-hmm. case, just in case that sounded awkward. There was a pause there. I yeah. had to swallow. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> I know they're looking like, what do you mean? Yes, they would. They, yeah, yeah we'll definitely ask them back. Yes. Uh, we hope so. Uh, Natasha P uh, says, funniest moment, episode 785, around the hour and three minute mark. Rod's Kanye mid-concert ran impressions, CS Magnifique. Best new guest, episode 786, Mel and Siege from the Good and Terrible Show. And now 210S must have come there to try to like vote too. And Saul was already in there and said, I second that nomination. So boom, Mel and Siege are it. I clearly mm-hmm. are. We'll definitely have a back, guys. Um, and, uh, we got voicemails. So let's get into these. Uh, 
of course the rule is under three minutes mm-hmm. um and uh you know sometimes people violate it depending on the person so here's the first one hey Robin Ken, this is jodeci once again um uh, finally calling back i was just listening to y'all uh fast beard nigga episode i didn't even get through all of it yet but y'all started talking about the adrian peterson stuff and i started thinking about different forms of child uh disciplinary actions whatever you want to call it i'm 22 i have a five-year-old child so i'm a young mother and what carol was saying parents be so stressed out and you know you and whooping is one of them things that you can jump to because it's easy because, okay, now you can sit them down. And I know once my daughter get a whooping, she go right to sleep. So it's a way that you can't get lazy. You can't get in that that routine of just putting your hands on your kids. I know when I think about raising my child in a perfect light, I'm not going to whoop her. You know, I'm not going to hit her. I'm not going to ever put my hands on her because I remember that from my childhood. I remember the whelps on the back of your booty. I never got to the point of bleeding, but, you know, I had a lot of, uncomfortable sitting moments, you know, back in my day. And I was like, well, as a parent, I was like, well, I want to put that new age thing along with that old school thing where it's like, I'm going to talk to her. And if it ever gets to that point, like Ross said, you kind of like earned your whooping, you know, by the time you got to that whooping point, it was like, well, you already know, you know, so it's like, that's the perfect medium I'm trying to get. But I'm starting to think about more and more of it. It's like, well, I remember how, degrading that could be how you know putting how uh, like y'all said before how much that could like kind of put you in your place where no nah, don't speak out against this and no nah, don't speak out against that because i remember this guy i was dating you know he always would tell me stuff about my child and it's kind of one of the reasons why we broke up because he was all like well i remember when kids was seen and not heard right. and mm. you know a lot of old school type of things and i'm just like well this is my child. I'm a single parent for the most part. Her dad is in her life, but we're not together anymore. You don't take care of her. Now, if I feel like she's going out of place of being a child, then I'll tell you about it. But you can't tell me what to do with my child. And you can't tell her what to do because you don't do nothing for neither one of us. He didn't want to hear that. So, you know, he up in. Well, he ain't here no more, you know, but I don't really care about him. Um, but I was just thinking about how easy it can be to put your hands on your child. But what Adrian Peterson did was just, it was horrible. I, that four-year-old, no, nah, my daughter's five, and it, all it takes is a couple smacks on the bottom. I can bring out the belt. I, ain't, I don't even got to use it because she know I can just pat her butt and that hurt her feelings enough. Children are, are pretty easy, you know, uh, to handle. Sorry, my message over three minutes. Bye. Ah! It was actually two minutes and 59 seconds, which is why I played it. But I <laughs> love that you respect the show and was so on top of the time count. She was looking at the clock like, wait a minute, I got to go. That is dope. Now, here's the thing about that guy who said skills are not to be seen, not heard, blah, blah, blah. He was probably, let me guess, I don't I wasn't there. Uh, you tell me if I'm wrong. He was probably trying to fuck. And he probably was just like, well, I want this kid to stop talking and just go be go to bed mm-hmm. take a nap right i'm just trying to smash what is wrong with this kid out here being all precocious and smart and shit i don't have time for this but he's not that kid's dad so it's not his place he should shut the fuck up you know um and also you know the old school 
mentality is no fucking excuse in my opinion people always throw that i'm old school shit out there you know what else is old school slavery racism uh misogyny uh you know abuse like there's a lot of old school shit that we'd stop doing because it was wrong you know i don't think people should be hitting these uh kids uh to the you know first of all what adrian peterson did was abuse second of all i'm not against people spanking their kids Mm -mm. whatever you know i think the words we use are misleading when you say i'm beating my kid i'm whooping my kid people go over the top you know he picked up a tree branch and beat the kid but um i think it's a weapon in the arsenal quote unquote uh and i think people are so extreme on both sides that it's hard to have a conversation right now right you know people are saying shit like well uh if you hit your kid that's just lazy parenting well a lot of people that hit their kid also have talked to that kid by that point they've they've you know sat down they've they asked why they've done a bunch of shit and explained to that kid before they even touch that kid like why you don't do things then at some point when the kid is willfully being like fuck you i'm doing what i want they might hit that kid i'm not against that too a lot of people ain't sending their kids to the hospital they're not putting fucking bruises on them they're not putting bleed they're not making them bleed there's a way where you can physically discipline a kid that isn't about uh you know injuring that that kid or whatever that being said me personally uh if i were to have a child or something uh i can't see myself hitting my kid i just like real talk i don't want to be that kind of parent if it happens um it would be like a failing on my part or i would feel that i failed because that's a standard that i would like to have i've seen now that i've seen it done you know what i mean i i think like well why isn't it possible you know and and i think uh she told my kids are meant to be seen that hurts so many people live by that so many people and I was a child that was raised by that. And a lot of people, they don't want to hear children. They don't want to be bothered with them. They don't want to hear them. They're like, I'm tired. I just don't want to be bothered. And for not all, and for some parents, some parents do use it as an excuse to be lazy because they don't want to take time to talk. They don't want to take time to parent. They know if I do this, you get the fuck out of my face. You leave me alone, but I don't have to be bothered with you no more. Um, and you shouldn't do that because you know what? Actually, physically talking to a child, actually trying to explain shit to a child takes goddamn work. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they feel like I'm tired. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I just don't have the time for right. that. And um, it's and, it's, I, and I, like I said, I'm not. I'm also not saying because I think I wouldn't hit my kid if I had a kid. Um, I'm not saying that that means anyone who's hit their kid is some type of evil ass person you know i watched bill mars friday last friday or whatever he was talking about the adrian peterson shit and he was like you know well it's kind of a southern thing people down south hit their kids Mm -hmm. and all this shit but you know what was funny is the panel immediately there was a guy who was from he has a southern accent and he was like well my dad hit me my dad's from brooklyn right you know um that's a myth that gets on my goddamn nerves well not just to mention they were like well, I went to Catholic school, and then Bill was like, "Yeah, I went to Catholic school," and it was like, "Yeah, those nuns used to hit us." So it was like this: it's everyone's talking from a point of wanting to feel in, uh, superior to these other people. Right. The people who hit hit their kids want to feel superior to the people who don't. The people that don't want to feel superior to those who do. 
it's it's this weird like it's it's not even about the kids it's not even about corporal mm, punishment anymore nope. it's just about my parenting style is better than your parenting style right and let me just tell you why is uh, you know black people hit their kids but they hit their kids different than we hit our kids so we're better than them you know like this is all this who's a better person because of you know the parenting style and I just think it's all kind of pointless and, and, and getting to the point where it's just mean. Um, right. And you, and you brought up a good point where it, it's, <laughs> it becomes less about the children because at the end of the day it's about, uh, the children and mm-hmm. everything doesn't work with every child and every child is completely different and every child requires different forms of discipline. And when you say discipline, people automatically jump to, uh, putting your hands on a child, but that's, not the only form of discipline. Some people are like, I don't discipline my children at all, and I, I can't rock with that. Children need boundaries. You cannot allow a five-year-old or a six-year-old to just do what the fuck they want to do. They will kill themselves because they cannot think further than their noses. So children have got to have structure and balance in their lives, and your job as a parent is to do this. Yeah, so you got both sides, in my opinion. You got the, I hit my kid, and you ain't shit because you don't. You a whack ass parent and your kids run around doing blah, blah, blah. And then you had the other side, which is equally kind of, you know, upset with, you know, the other people like, Oh, if you hit your kid, you a lazy parent. You don't do shit. You know, whatever. I, I just kind of stayed out of all that. I saw people going on Twitter about talking about bad about their own parents and shit. Not me. Right. And, 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 and the thing is, the thing is that I love my mama. This thing she did that I disagree with and things like that. But overall, I loved her. I loved her very dearly. Um, and it's one of those things, well, I know for me, uh, for me to ever get to the point to, uh, discipline the child, uh, I, I believe you, me, I have, I'm a very patient person. So I've tried every, every, every single avenue, like, but we, we, like, we don't been around circle three, four, five, six times before I get to that point. So when mm-hmm. I'm at that point, I'm like, okay, you have, you have really earned this ass whooping because I've been trying to explain to you and you just being belligerent. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I can imagine situations where like, yeah, I'm going to hit this kid because, you know, whatever. They're willfully being like, I'm not going to do what the fuck you say, and there's right. nothing you can do about it. And you have to remind a little motherfucker, like, I'm bigger than you, and we, I'm in charge. Stop. You know? Like, not everything is going to be someone stopping and explaining the rules to you over and over and over again until you stop doing it. Right. Not every kid cares about – some kids do care when you go, hey – um, you're making me upset right now, blah, blah, blah. And then some kids are like, man, fuck you. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I can imagine scenarios where it's like, all right, didn't think I was going to have to do this, but someone's getting a spanking because we've tried everything. Right. But when you hear people say shit like it's lazy parenting, it's, it's just, it just creates this image in your head of a parent coming home, like kicking the door down and like punching their kid in the stomach and shit, you know, for no reason. It's just like, I don't think those two are the same. No, I don't think so either. And I was that belligerent child. Like, and that's why I know I was the child that would look at you be like, bitch, who you think you're talking to? And she would look at me like, bitch, I'm talking to you. So, yeah. you know, I, you know, as, as a parent, parenting is a tough job. And the child's job is also to see what they can and can't, what they can get away with and what well, you allow my, them to get away with. My biggest thing with a lot of these parents though, like, I, like, I think it's lazy to just hit your kid because what about all the other forms of abuse? Financial abuse. Okay. Yeah. Mental abuse. Emotional abuse. <laughs> Verbal abuse. Get, like, get to working on those. They don't leave the same scars. They leave the scars inside. They, they stay with a person forever. Yeah. Literally. Next thing, 
next thing you know a number one comedian they doing the letterman show why because you did that by scarring them on the inside where nobody can see it but you think about it message <laughs> next voicemail the more you know rod karen this anime sparks what up and i'm calling y'all about this episode um about the dude with the orgasms and i just have to tell you y'all ain't shit none of you justin you too ain't none of you ain't none of y'all shit you ain't been shit you ain't shit you're never gonna be shit <laughs> oh lord I'm right there laughing with you so i guess i ain't shit neither. <laughs> so don't take this as an insult listen 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 okay don't take this as an insult take it more of an admission of um what's the word i'm looking for solidarity and our ain't shitness okay because when i was sitting there i was waiting for my waiting for an appointment sitting there with my headphones on and when that man said that he was at his dad's funeral and he was at the casket and then he had nine orgasms I had to cut the episode off because I was not about to walk in there and have them white people looking at me like I'm insane, like the Joker, because I'm just all laughing, cackling, hollering, laughing. I couldn't take it. I can't take it. But it was a great episode. Loved it, obviously. Um, also, can't wait for y'all to talk about Gotham. I can't wait for the next nerd off because I know there will be Gotham talk. I'll be here for all of it, every single bit of it. And this voicemail is probably getting too long, so I'm going to end it here. But in conclusion, Gotham with greatness. And I'm right there in the handbasket to hell with y'all. Talk to you later. Deuces. Um, yeah, th- thank you. Uh, we got a lot of response about us not being shit for that uh, segment. Um, one lady on Twitter hit me up and told me that it's not funny and we shouldn't laugh at it. To which I said, so I'm just going to do this fucking comedy podcast, but we're not going to make the jokes you don't like. Right. Right. Cause that's your pet issue. Fuck you. Come on, man. You laughed at everything else and that was cool. Right. Everything else was funny. <laughs> Come on. And if you don't think it's funny, and like people like that are more upset with the fact that you did say something funny and they were like, la- and they were laughing. It was like, it is not a joke. It is a very serious disorder. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, we're not a fucking serious show. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to the serious disorder podcast and support them. Right. What the fuck is wrong with people, man? We also laugh at shit like all this racist shit that happens to black people. You know, not everybody fucking thinks about every topic the same way, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and if you couldn't listen to that and laugh, something wrong with you, man. Honestly, you're not my kind of person. If you can't nope. be like, that's hilarious. It's just awkward and hilarious. It's not like me making a joke is going to make, well, he might come, but it won't be because of me. Ah, it don't got nothing to do with us. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. And, yeah, I- I'm not insulted at all. I- Mm-mm. Uh, I always say people ain't shit, and I'm a person. So I feel like I kind of count in the ain't shit category uh, of people, so, you know. So um, I definitely uh, accept that. Uh, let's 
Oh, wait, we got one more voicemail. This one is four minutes, 32 seconds, Karen. Should I play it? Completely up to you. And if you do, you better be entertaining because we will stop it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is from Leslie Mack. You know, she normally comes in, goes off, and doesn't give me a word edgewise. I have to wait for her to finish talking before I can say anything. So cross your fingers, Leslie. See if we can make it. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. It's Leslie Mack, one half of the official interracial couple of the black guy who tips. Just giving a quick call. I was actually listening to um, Catching Up this week. It's been a crazy week, but I was listening to the episode with JL. Um, first of all, uh, just congrats to him, and really will be rooting for him on um, uh, Last Comic Standing. I think it's going to be awesome to see somebody that I quote-unquote what you know anyway. It's pretty exciting. Um but I did just want to uh, give a little bit of commentary, and I think I tweeted about this, but just so everybody out there in uh, the Black O Tips land can hear. Um, took issue with a couple things from the show that JL was on. One, um, that uh, everybody's calling for uh, punitive action against players in the league. I just know me personally, my issues with the league have to do mostly with the fact that Roger Goodell um, has led the organization into this horribly murky area with regard to um, dealing with not just domestic violence, but any issues that deal with um, behavior that is criminal, really, on the part of the players. And, um, you know, in 2012, when Javon Belcher killed himself and his girlfriend himself on NFL property, uh, you'd think that would have been a wake-up call for the NFL, then that they would have said, hey, hold on a second, we need to start looking at this stuff. Um, and taking it seriously, not in the terms of punitive action, but in terms of actually addressing the issues of violence off the field that happens with players. How is it connected to brain injuries? How is it connected to the violence that they deal with on the field and how are they bringing it off the field? What support groups are in place for them to deal with the transition from one to the other? Um, how are they helping the victims and supporting them within the organization? So to me, it was an opportunity for the NFL to do the right thing and come out looking so amazing considering they have a brand that can be tarnished by nothing and these rich douchebag assholes instead decided to uh, basically take this to the, oh, these players and these black people are doing these horrible things. And I totally do agree with Karen that this needs to go across the board and that the owners should be held accountable for their actions and also involved in um, whatever programs get put together. They're not separate from the league that they run and are a part of. Um, okay, then the second thing that I had an issue with was your discussion about Jeter. And I'll preface this saying that I hate Derek Jeter and I hate the Yankees. I'm a lifelong Mets fan. Uh, like, grew up in Brooklyn, and we had box seats, my whole family behind, um, sorry, I'm actually on the street at a conference right now, but um, behind first base at Shea Stadium, the original Shea Stadium, so um, I really don't like Jeter, but I do just want to say that I don't think that all of the accolades for him are just because he's clean. It certainly helps their narrative, but we are talking about a player that's playing in um, the major league baseball for 20 seasons. He's been to the All-Star Game 14 times. He was Rookie of the Year. He has six golden gloves. He won the championship of the league 20% of the time that he has been in the league, so five out of his 20 years. That That's something that should be celebrated, and certainly for any club, a player with those statistics and that success would be celebrated um, and deserves it, regardless of his clean status or not. I don't think that that should be penalized against him just because they're focusing on it and he happens to be clean. Um, you know, he's a really talented player and he's done a lot for the game. And so I just wanted to mention that. I think it's kind of a backlash unfair of him. And I know I'm going over my three minutes. And then 
the last thing that I want to say was that I completely agree about the league. That show has stopped for several years. It used to be so funny and so about base, uh, football and fantasy football and how you and your friends relate to each other with regard to it, you know, just the trash talking. And I remember that it jumped the shark. The last episode I remember actually being funny was the one that Snoop Dogg was in uh, where they were doing, I think they were like drink vaping or something, and that's where the whole Eskimo Brothers thing came from. Um, literally after the episode, it's been pure crap. Anyway, sorry I can't be there uh, to call in live, which I normally like to do, but I'm at a social justice conference um, regarding mass incarceration all day today, and I uh, just wanted to wish you guys a great uh, show and a great week, and I'm sure I'll be chatting with you guys on Twitter during the week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. All right, we made it through your whole uh, diatribe. Number one. Uh, I'm not saying everybody and, uh, I mean, I'm not talking specifically about you, Leslie, when I say, um, when I'm talking in general, but in general, the outrage is more pointed towards the players than the league, in my opinion. Um, it's why there's a witch hunt to find like the next guy to be mad at and even the next league. Um, the NBA doesn't have a domestic violence policy. None, None of these places did because they didn't care. Um, they only care now because people are making a big enough stink about it. Jeffrey Taylor was just sent home from the from the Hornets yesterday indefinitely because of the volatility of it right now. But they don't really care, you know. They don't they don't have a policy either. They just, it was just the thing to do. This is what the NFL did to get people to be quiet. This is what we're gonna do to be get people to be quiet. Um, that's my point. Is more that it's. The NFL's tactic is to keep people focused on the players. Now it's good for you that you're not, you know, and I'm, I hope more people can join that side. But when I turn on the radio, when I listen to other people's podcasts about sports, most of them are still focused on the idea that, Hey, these players are out of control and you got to get them under control. Not this league had a wanton disregard for these incidents for years. And it just kind of culminated now and people are getting in trouble because there's video and we're realizing they don't actually have a policy, even though they, after 60 something incidents, you should have a policy. Um, you know, after Javon Belcher, what, what people forget about the Javon Belcher thing was Bob Costas went on Sunday night football and made like basically an appeal to the fact that, Hey, we need, um, some sort of gun control. Or at least the NFL could like could, could like do something about it, you know. And motherfuckers got mad at him for bringing it up. People just want their football, you know what I mean? And this like this wasn't that long ago. People already was on some like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's football time, so fuck what you talking about. I know that woman died, and in that gun control incident, the weapon was a gun, but it's still domestic violence. Mm-hmm. It's still him killing his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Cause like he thought she was cheating or she didn't text him back or some stupid shit like that. They got in an argument. He was like, I'm going to kill her because I can. And he killed himself cause fuck it. His life was over. You know, he had fucking ruined his whole life and career. And it was just a bunch of people going, yeah, fuck him. You know, but like I'm looking at an article right now. Colin Carhart, Bob Costas reads what a colonist wrote earlier. That is so, um, controversial. Right? Same Colin Carhart is probably sitting on the air every day talking about, how these guys got to go now and they need a reformative change to the NFL and to uh, the players. Okay. 
the same guy that blames black players for pathologically not having fathers even when they have fathers um but yeah it's it's just it's funny um you know it's it's just funny man so but yeah i think that um that it is working to a certain extent and i think that's why goodell is still in a position that he'll probably keep to keep his job because people are more mad about the next player to do some dumb shit than they're going to be mad about the next uh all the previous violations that got swept under the rug you know those that's to me though that's the question that should never stop yeah but what about all these other times why is this different because it's video is that the only difference because it's not like these women got hit less hard because there wasn't a fucking video of it you know but you found a way to let that shit slide um i forgot the other two things she said what was uh oh Derek jeter i mean look for egotistical womanizing uh man without the power no power hitting um he's pretty good um personally i prefer kyle ripkin um he's a man that just goes to work gets it done doesn't miss a day um but nothing wrong with Derek jeter um and uh the new york media just suck, sucking him up um stroking him off that's fine it's his time it's his day to retire there's you know far be it for me to take anything away from him but there is it's not a knock on him to say there's an undercurrent of he did it clean that is elevating it beyond just he had a good career you know it's a very it's a lot of you know uh let's hold him up even further because he didn't do the drugs that these other people did you know now i personally would take honus wagner ernie banks kyle ripkin over him but what do i know i don't even like baseball you know I can barely watch this shit without falling asleep. So, um, and the third thing was, uh, you agree with me on something and that's about time. That's all I got to say for that. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, lady, you got to agree with some of this shit. Uh, we have some emails for the audience. Wait a minute, before you go on. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Karen has some things to say. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, number one, I guess my biggest thing is that for me, uh goodell should have never have stepped in the limelight as far as punishment that's where the problem for this whole thing starts from the very beginning and just like your job really doesn't care about anything outside of the job the nfl is like that too and a lot of these things at a normal job they were like we'll let the law take its course and they really need to be like that when you start jumping in and like right say start saying start putting gangs with the punishment versus letting the law be the punishment like it should be. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. This is the issue. And this is the backlash that you have. Um, uh, jobs don't care. So the NFL, NBA, all these mates, but they're a job and their, their job is not to care about personal things that happen outside of the job. Unless well, people don't really care. They, right. They, they only care. Well, all right, I'm getting worked up again, but, the thing that, that bothers me and I keep being misunderstood about this shit and people, you know, I disagree with you. you. Okay. If you disagree with me, then you disagree with me, but I can't imagine why, because honestly, the, I, all I'm saying is people don't really seem to care about this shit. Greg Odin punched his damn girlfriend in the face as she was bleeding all over the couch, mm-hmm. broke her nose, confessed to the police that he did it. There's no outrage about it because he can't get back in the NBA. 
people are just like he can't be penalized with any games so i don't really care about this right his name has not come up once in all this domestic violence discussion even when they talk about the nba needs a policy they don't even bring up greg odin's name this shit didn't happen years ago it happened like a couple months ago right nobody gives a fuck we covered on balls deep because we're on a few shows that covers all this different shit but Nobody really gives a fuck because they don't care about that woman. They don't care about Greg Oden unless it's in the parameters of how many NBA games he's going to miss. Nobody's talking about should he go to jail? How much time should he get in jail? Is this habitual? They just don't care. And so I find that a lot of the outrage from a lot of people is kind of false because it's more about penalizing these athletes that they're jealous of and getting them off the field and making them pay in a way that they would feel is 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 adequate right Mm -hmm. but they don't actually want to go like yo just people who hit their wives in general should be in fucking jail anybody people who you you know like there's it's it's this well you have a certain amount of money i watch you on tv right i do that and there's an outrage to that part of it but they don't actually like carry that any further than how many games should a guy get sent home for that's just fucking stupid to me it feels like you know, if I told you I robbed a bank and you said, well, let's see how many games you're going to get. That's stupid to me. Right. And I can't help but feel that I, the discussion is just so distracting. I don't I don't really give a fuck is what I'm saying. Like, if you want to send Adrian Peterson home for the rest of the year, that's fun. That's fine. Is that going to make him a better father? Is that going to no. make him? Is he going to have to get counseling or help? Mm-hmm. Is he going to have to go to jail? Is he going to have to like real world consequences? are should matter more because at the end of the day that's still somebody's father that's still somebody's husband they need to learn how to do that better they need to learn how to do they need to suffer the consequences for violating that more than violating the nfl's conduct policy but you know they don't hear me though they still stuck on that how many games yeah, like I said, people really don't care. And you do have people that really do care, but they're a small minority. And a lot of people that care that much assumes that everybody else cares about shit as much as they do. And they don't because people ain't shit. Yeah. So anyway, um, shout out to uh, you want to talk about conspiracy theories about Beyonce. What about the Derek Jeter conspiracy theory? He just gave that nigga a hit just so he could end his career happy at home. Eh. Yeah, I said it. There ain't nothing but that damn straight hand sack Brett Favre gave up. Anyway, we have emails. Let's talk about them. Let's do it. Emil writes in NFL. Wait, did we cover this already? Mm-hmm. NFL, Shrinnerville. Greetings and salutations, Karen and Rod. You hit the nail on the head when you spoke about the problem of the NFL. By noting themselves the behavior police, they have set the stage for the current witch hunt. Instead of just allowing situations to play out in court, which would due process, they jump in to met out justice willy-nilly, never realizing that whatever they do will never be enough. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Even with like a dude like Ray Rice, I don't even get mad enough to defend that dude, even though I do find what they did to him to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't even get mad about it because he hit that woman in that elevator and I saw the video and I just don't care. Right. Sorry. I'm human. I'm not a judge. You know, I looked at that shit and was like, yeah, whatever they decided. You shouldn't get no money if they want to taser your ass. They want to like. <laughs> whatever hey, they want to do, you deserve some form of punishment. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not here to care. The, the NFLPA, I'm sure, will fight the fight for you. But, mm-hmm. you know. You should probably just take that L, take that money, and go home, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. Once high horses have been clambered up upon by the general public, no punishment is enough. Humans get the right. That's another. You know, I saw that. Um, I was listening to Twib, 
hey, remember that article we read about the woman who uh was talking about Viola Davis or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, they also issued an apology later. And the apology was like, you know, we didn't intend to offend, blah, blah, blah. And Elon was like, well, it doesn't matter if you intended or not. I wish people would stop saying that in their apologies. Just say you're sorry. And I was like, that's how, vind- that's like vi- how vindictive society has become now. When did we stop caring what the intent was? An apology should include what the intent was in the first place. Like, if you if you really just wrote the shit to hurt people's feelings, that is worse. And I would That's like true. to know. That's I would like too. to fucking know. If you said, well, I'll just thought I would call you all bitches because I want you to be mad. I would like to know because that's different than I didn't think it was wrong. Now I learned because then I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't expect you to do it again. I learned you learned something from it. But I feel like people, once they get offended now, we're at a level where like the hoops you have to jump through in uh, order to be forgiven or in order it's it's so ridiculous right that is that that is that it's is not, almost impossible right and it's not even worth it and and even if the person is sorry they'll still go fuck you i've apologized i'm not gonna be crying about this bullshit for the rest of my goddamn life because you don't want to get off the subject yeah so i mean i get it um and and you know when you apologize you do want it to be forthright and you do want it to right. be honest but this you know people just get so into themselves about how this apology should be shaped specifically for them. Right. And it's just, you know, it's just like, I feel like that's what's happening with this NFL shit too, is that at some point, because I told you guys, they didn't sever ties with Adrian Peterson. They like, he will be back in the NFL eventually. Somehow. At some point, he's going to have to come back to work. What, what do you do then? Nothing. You, yeah. Hey, you hit that kid, man. You can never work again in your life. Like, Something gonna happen. He's too good at his job for motherfuckers to do that. So all this posturing and moralizing, they gonna let him come back. Of course. He's good at his job. A lot of people spanking, discipline their kids. They work every day. Abuse their kids. They work every day right beside you in your cube. If Ray Rice ran an extra yard per carry last year, this nigga would be at work. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe these. I just don't believe the NFL or even a lot of the NFL fans and commentators when they say this shit because they all have their hands in the pie too. ESPN got the most moralizing takes on this shit, but tune in for Monday Night Primetime Football. Of course. You know, like, y'all, you're all kind of fucking dirty on this shit, and people are attaching their own agendas to it, which, fine, that's what happens when think you have current events, but mm-hmm. I, I can see through it, and I'm definitely going to comment on what I see through, you know? Let's see, but uh, yeah, no pun and yeah, no punishment is enough, which is the thing. If they would have said we're banning Adrian Peterson from the NFL forever, people would have been like, "Good." There's no punishment that's enough, right? Somebody, somebody, father yeah. back or something, he needed death. We so no sue- punishment is good enough. Yeah, we're gonna sue him for all the money he already made. Yes, right. That just once the mob is going, the mob is going. Right. There's, there's no like. Well, actually, don't we have a six game policy? When is that gonna come into effect? The policy you just made up. Just that you've already decided fuck that policy. <laughs> like whatever. Humans love to get self-righteous and lord their perfection over these flawed individuals. Don't get me wrong, I'm not justifying the reprehensible shit these guys did. They deserve all of the scorn. But to quote Nucky Thompson's nephew, justice is a shield, not a sword. And it would serve the NFL to well to be mindful of this. The simple fact that well it will serve the NFL well to realize they're not the justice for shit. Right. They're just not. They're That's a job. Not job. If you want to send a nigga home because he made the job look bad, I have no problems with Me this. Me either. But don't try to do it under the auspices of 
we're gonna get these players in line no, no. you're not no you're not people are human they're gonna fuck up no matter what mm-hmm. some people are gonna do crimes no matter what somebody always gonna do something but the idea of substituting yourself for the justice system is a roger goodell invention mm-hmm. and now we treat it as if it's fucking it can't be undone maybe it can't be undone now maybe fans are just too far down the rabbit hole to, hole to pull themselves out and be like wait a minute shouldn't this nigga be in jail like right that's my thing when i seen that bullshit i was like this nigga needs to go to jail i don't give a fuck about how many games why didn't they lock your ass up all right um so yeah it says uh if i uh the simple fact is that if i was accused of some crime but not convicted i could sue my employer if they fired me before i was found guilty the end result yeah in some states the end result of this is the nfl will find itself sanctioning some player to do something morally reprehensible but completely legal because of public pressure for instance if larry fitzgerald were to have affairs with both the governor's wife and an adult daughter also what happens when seattle or denver players test positive for marijuana as is legal in both washington and colorado I especially like that you highlight the racial component of this, which seems to manifest itself as follows. I love watching these Negro subhumans catch and run. I prefer the throne, the throne be done by good white Christian gentlemen, though. But I hate the fact that they make all this money, so if they fuck up, we need to expedite their replacements. Yeah, um, it is a racial element to it. Anybody that's missing it is, like I said, it'll be obvious soon. It'll be obvious. Soon. Yeah, when something when something else comes up and you outrage and everybody's like, whoa, 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 hold yeah. your horses, and you like, no, it's the same thing. They're like, mm, the court's got to take its time. You know, don't don't be suspending the players. You know, I understand right. you got this policy, but you know, we we gotta let the courts, you know, run run their course. But that'll take months. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I'm cool with it this time because of who it is. Yeah, just gotta happen to somebody that white people like and identify with. Right, it's gonna be way different. That's how it always is. Mm-hmm but y'all don't hear me though on a separate note i noted with some skepticism your story about being beer oh hey hold on before we even get back let me go back to something uh i don't know about the weed stuff in washington colorado i don't know what the rules are there but yeah i i know what you're saying um i think the i think but that's like an employer in washington or colorado could be like you can't get high and work this job right and if you take the job then you basically agree not to get high so that's how i imagine it would be treated right i think it would be even if it was legal technically right they go you can't do it up in here yeah you can't like fly a plane you know what i mean um but i do think we are headed to a point where someone's because like i said people are on the hunt for this shit someone is going to eventually just do something people don't like right not not, nothing illegal about it just Mm -mm. a disgusting fucked up thing to do and then they're going to look at their team and go well well, what are y'all going to do about it? You know what I mean? So it could be just something as simple as that. Um, or it could just be, um, you know, the, the NFL is eventually going to basically try and convict somebody in the court of the NFL. And the per- the court of law is going to be like, well, they didn't do it. Right. And, and then you're going to have gonna, a lawsuit. Yeah, someone's going to sue. The thing is, to me, just the fact that they're overreacting like this is completely more about sending the guys home to stop the story right not, they don't not want- it's not any sense of morals to it and people hearing people frame it in a moral light is just funny to me because to me i just look at them like well you're a sucker because you think that's why they did it they just sent them home because 
they don't want to hear is, you complain that person's radioactive for business right now right the second that they're not they're gonna be back right the second y'all forget it y'all moved on to somebody else they're gonna bring these people back they right. don't care their job is not to have a moral compass their job is to put pro- football on the field by this current state that people are in i really don't think michael vick even after prison could have been allowed back in the nfl no not even, now. After, even after serving his time I feel like the outrage would have been too much and mm-hmm. people would have, and NFL teams would have said, no, we just got to keep this dude away off the field. Yeah. You know, so not, it's not now. No, no. Yeah. I, I think that's how, I think that's where we're at with it. You know, Kobe couldn't have come back and play for sure. Mm-mm. You know, on a separate note, I know that there's some, with some skepticism, your story about being beard harassed. Now I saw your vacation pics on Facebook and I must say the beard was looking pretty lustrous. Very Rick Ross. Now you go walking into the room with all them beard follicles out. You're just asking to be beard stroked. It's not that I'm <laughs> jealous because every time I try to grow my beard, it stays scraggly, uneven, and patchy. It's not about me. It's about you. What were you wearing when your beard was grown? A suit? Aww. See, that's you just asking for it. You want, you don't want the attention to cover your beard, sir. You know what you are? A fast beard nigga. That's right. I said it. Okay. This, we did read this last, this last week. Fast beard nigga. Yeah, that was the name of the show. Yeah, way to go, Karen. You can't believe you didn't recognize any of that. I'm so sorry. But yeah, we, we agree with you again, dog. We I'm do. It all in. Uh, Drew writes in, very, at very white guy on Twitter. This is that very white guy, a.k.a. Drew, a.k.a. Mr. Leslie Mack, a.k.a. the lesser half of the official interracial couple of the podcast. Always enjoy listening to the show Saturday a.m. Regarding corporal punishment uh, it and it working, you're right. Humans are predisposed to learn quickly from pain. It's an evolutionary response that keeps us alive. Think of when you burn your hand on a hot stove. The next time you touch a hot stove, your muscles contracting your arm pulls from the stove before your brain can even register that you're touching a hot stove. One significant pain, one significantly painful experience of touching a hot stove and your muscles learn that response so effectively that you can react before your brain can even process, I'm touching a hot stove. In the same context, there are lessons that young children simply cannot learn via other means. For example, a two-year-old that runs in the middle of the street in front of a traffic can't be given a timeout and learn how dangerous that was. A spanking likely reinforces the danger of that incident in a way that no amount of speaking, training, alternatives could do. The inverse is also true in that there are behaviors that we don't like kids doing, but corporal punishment simply won't affect. I worked at a group home and we used a gold star behavioral change reward system. We tied behaviors to interest to con- of interest to consequence, typically involving the receipt of withdraw- or withdrawals or of rewards the group home residents wanted. The- this requires understanding and speaking with kids and learning what motivates them. You want to go to the skate park on Saturday? Great. Don't misbehave. You get a gold star for the day. You get five gold stars in a row. You get to go to the sk- skate park. This requires consistency clear and objectively defined rules and definitions of good and bad behavior and then effectively correlating those good behaviors with with rewards the child wants. It's a lot harder than spanking but research shows it's often more effective with those behaviors that are more nu- nuisance than dangerous to a child. Regarding Goodell in that press conference when I heard, oh wait, hold on before we get to that. Yeah, I agree. I just think there's room for both is what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say the one is better than the other you should only do one whatever but i just don't see the extremes of the you should only talk to your kid you should only hit your kid you should do this i just think a lot of it is parental posturing i'm better than you uh regarding goodell in that press conference what i heard was blah 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 we're only doing this because we got caught and y'all are outraged and that is the problem they're 100 percent reactionary little to nothing 
uh, all on the issue of domestic violence, head trauma, et cetera, has been proactive or preventative peace. Very white guy. Yep. Even in that press conference, he didn't really want to talk about domestic violence. When they start asking him about that policy, he got real. Well, we're going to have it be reviewed. Uh, we'll have people looking into this. Ooh, we've reached out to some other parties. Yeah. Okay. So then you've done nothing, basically? Right. Nothing's changed? And you really don't plan on doing anything? Yeah. You, basically, a lot of this stuff is going to be a front just to get people to shut the fuck up. But what they fail to realize is that you never should have got into this business because these people are, 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 are up and down and wishy-washy and today they love you, tomorrow they don't. Like, you have got to do what's uh, technically what's best for your business and almost fuck them because people are going to watch no matter what. If you don't watch, that's not a problem. But the average person who, who likes football and enjoys football will continue to watch regardless of what the players do. And this happened in other sports also, mm-hmm. not just the NFL, but people don't want to talk about that. No. Nope. So, um, it's just funny, man. Cause he, he basically sat up there and it's like, so did you actually like, didn't you come up with a policy a couple weeks before the shit broke? Why haven't you used it yet? All these new right. things are coming up. Why haven't you just used the policy you created? Cause you make cap, you pulled it out your ass. That's why. Episode seven eighty four. This is from Sports Sex Sneakers. He says, "Hey Rod and Karen, I'm listening to you two respond to the poll on AP and corporal punishment. I've heard slash read a number of conversations on the topic, and one thing that's missing oftentimes a clear definition of what is discipline. To me, the conversation gets overtaken by spank or don't spank. When in reality, it depends on the situation. What do you think is discipline? What are its features? Keep up the good work. Um. Well, to me, man. Um." at least the way I grew up and the way I see it as an adult, um, this one is, um, you know, about work ethic. It's about consistency. It's about commitment. Um, like it's not just in the frame of disciplining your kid as in punishing them, Mm -mm. but this one also means, you know, Hey, every morning we're going to get up, we're going to go to school. Every morning you're going to go home and you're going to do your homework before you go outside or watch TV Mm -hmm. every day. You So that's what discipline is keeping them to that structure schedule and and that structure that you create because Mm -hmm. you want them to have those focuses later in life when they need them. You know, life's not going to care how special your little snowflake is. They're going to be like, why didn't you come to work this morning? Right. Right. So I feel like that's what discipline really is. I think it what's happened is it's become the word has become basically code for, uh, punishing and spanking. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when people say I discipline my kid, um, it's the polite way to say you hit your kid without getting in trouble for saying you hit your kid. You know, it's like, oh, I've, I discipline my kid very harshly, very harshly. Like, you know, I don't know that, that what that's supposed to mean. You know what I mean? That like, I mean, various things, very harshly. Right. I mean, I raised my voice today because, right. you know, every parent is different. Right. And so, every child is different. In my opinion, the things that I, that I would look at is, you know, you try to talk to your kids before, but obviously you're not going to catch everything, right? There's no way to conceive of every fucking thing a child would do, something mm-hmm. you will forget about. Also, when you tell a kid something, not of a, it doesn't really become real until they experience it. Right. So you might have, you know, a 17-step plan for how to get home from school every day, but until they try it, you never know if it'll work, you know? <laughs> So, right. um, I think one of the things is you want to have open communication. You know, I think that was what my parents are good at. Um, I think the more you communicate, the less you find yourself having to punish them because they know better. 
Right, because um, you didn't try to hide things, use code words and bullshit like that. Yeah, you talk plain English to them. Now, maybe you'll be angrier when they do, like, um, violate that because you have been very patient and open and kind with them. But, right. But in general, I find that most parents that I've seen anyway don't do a good job of communicating. Mm-mm. So, you, and I, by communicate, I mean not just hey, this thing might come up and don't do it or do do it or whatever. I mean, but also helping. during it, during that time, after they fuck up, talk to them. Um, even if you punish them, uh, even if you hit them, even if you take something away from them, you should talk to them after that too. Like, why did you do that? Why, you know what I mean? Like, not, not why try, did, try to not why out. did the kid do it, but, in addition to finding out why they did what they did initially, you also need to let them know why you punished them. Right. And what it was for and how to keep that from happening again. Right. You know, my parents, one of the things my parents used to stress to me is that they did not enjoy punishing me. No, they'd be rather do we doing other shit. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't enjoy fucking um, grounding you because I got to be in the house, too. Right. I have to kill my plans now. Yeah. My parents would be like, you're on punishment, which means. I can't fucking go to the work function I wanted to go to because I got to make sure your ass stay in this house and read these books or whatever it is. You know, Um, I wasn't as bad a kid as my brother and stuff. And I enjoyed several things that made punishment for me, not punishment in my house was synonymous with grounding. So it made punishment for me not as bad because I would pick up a book and shit. My brother wouldn't. You know, so it's like, oh, punishment. I can go read hours of comic books. <laughs> you know, my brother's like, man, fuck this shit. We can't watch TV. You He's know? outside, child. Yeah, that drives him nuts. I'm like, would you like to read New Mutants 187? He's nope. like, nope. Fuck you and that book. <laughs> right. So um, it was a little different for me in my house. But, um, you know, it was like my parents were just, very, I mean, they've been on the show. They're very good communicators. Mm-hmm. They always very logical and reasonable and let you know why things were happening. And there was some shit that I did where honestly, I can't, I like, I needed my ass whooped. I don't know how, like, I don't know a better way to say it. I wish there was, and I wish I, I could judge my parents for that. But honestly, looking back on the situation, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how the fuck you get out of that without an ass whooping. You know what I mean? Or, or beating or, or, or spanking or whichever way you want to use it. But, you know, there was shit that I did that was real fucked up. You know, what, not a lot. Not like I got my ass whipped every week or every day, but, you know, there was shit that I did where it was like, yeah, that was in a, a fucking egregious violation that could have had far reaching consequences. And I get why they were angry and I get, I'm glad they didn't hit me while they were mad, but yeah. I, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Um, I remember one time I was washing my dad's car. I didn't want to do it. He made me go wash his car anyway because I think I was trying to earn some shoes or something. And I was like, fuck that. I don't feel like washing your car. And my dad was like, you going to wash the car. You want the shoes? Uh, you know, I went out there and I did it. And halfway through, um, I did it not maliciously. But if I was my dad, I wouldn't have believed me. I started shooting water up the tailpipe oh. of the car. Right. Now, for people that know how a car works, you can flood the engine and basically render the car useless. Right. You know, um, it can do literally thousands of dollars in damage. Right. So I, my dad looked out the door just, just in time to see me doing that shit, just sitting there spraying the fucking water up there. In my mind... As a kid, what I thought would happen was 
he would turn on the car whole lot of water would shoot out and we would laugh ah! like, oh look at that he Ew. i sabotaged your car ha 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 my dad came out and he kind of chased me around the car like why are you doing that and i was lying like shit i don't know i wasn't doing nothing <laughs> and he and like i ran in the house behind my mom who was standing at the door and he was so mad and my mom was like don't hit him because you are so mad right now and he was like he went and tried to start his car and then he went and like it didn't start the first couple times so i was like fuck right i'm gonna die you know <laughs> that's like god damn it now i gotta purchase them from the parents perspective i gotta spend thousands of dollars because you want to shoot right. water holes at my goddamn tailpipe exactly um the car luckily started he went and drove it probably to drive the water out of the shit or whatever mm-hmm. by the time he came in that night you know we had a calm talk he was like, what were you trying to do? He explained to me exactly why you shouldn't do it. Right. He, you know, did everything. And then after that, I got spanked. And I'm like, I'm better for that fucking experience. And I also don't know how you do that without the spanking part of it. Like, like if he would have just talked to me, I'm like, huh, got over on that one. Didn't know, <laughs> I, didn't know that it was a bitch. You know what I mean? That's how I would have been looking at it. Like, I can do what the fuck I want, apparently, these days. I'm ruined thousand dollars worth of an automobile, but fuck it, dog, yellow, you know? And right. Like, so I can only speak to my mentality. That being said, I don't know other kids' mentalities. I don't know other parents' mentalities. I've, there's other kids that just don't do shit like that. That's true too. So, you know, like, and there's other parents that hit kids for shit like asking a question. So it's not the same. It feels yeah. hard to, it's too difficult to have a big ass broad conversation about do you hit? Should you never hit? Why? Like, it's too much. The situations are so individualized. Right. You know? There, there, there's pluses and minuses. And also, I think, too, like, I think the biggest thing is that a lot of parents really don't explain. They just do shit, and they don't really explain to a child why they're doing or, or actually take the time to get into the mind of a child and and figure out why they did that behavior and open up lines of communications and things like that. Uh, because to me, that makes a big, big difference. And a lot of times you might change your your strategy on discipline if you can understand where your child is coming from. And in some children, spankings just don't work. You might have to do something completely different. But a lot of people are, this is the way I was raised, this is the way it got to be, and there's no alternative method. And I have a problem with parents that don't have multiple weapons in the arsenal when it comes to disciplining your child, whatever those weapons are. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. I just think discipline is uh just become code for hitting your kid and right, and it's not always hitting. Yeah, unburdened by YWP. Um, this is hi Karen and Rod. This is YWP. I have a painful and embarrassing confession. I felt the need to unburden after listening to episode seven eighty five. It's not TV. It's JBO. Let me put it out. I really, 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 really love and then in in um parentheses it says love with a d like loved lauren hill i'm just coming to terms with the fact that i'm an l boogie stand and that i've completely and conveniently ignored her crazy ass all these years ah! i'm pathetic just truly pathetic it could all be so simple but lauren really makes it hard <laughs> loving her has become a battle and now we both ended up with scars yes she did baby let me tell you why. I attended a Lauryn Hill concert this year in Toronto. 
Oh Lord, did you go to this concert? They was tweeting and posting shit so about. Yes, in 2014, I attended a Lauryn Hill concert, and yes, I read almost every article and review online. I still took my money and gave it to the IRS on her behalf. <laughs> she wasn't two hours late. Two hours late, only an hour. I say that with pride. Wow. An hour. Wow. But still, that's 60 minutes of your time. You could have been doing other shit. And everything everyone has said about how she performs her classics, yes, they are classics, is true. It's a mashup of dubstep, dance, electronica, and Latin music. Oh, shit. And it's at a deafening decibel. You can't even remember the lyrics with the music that loud. I chose to view it as her creative artistic expressions and expressed as much to my family and friends who proceeded to laugh me to scorn. <laughs> <laughs> me a, too on the side note she can sing her songs she just chooses to get more creative in how she now chooses to perform her songs is, is that true because i heard she's sued over that shit and not supposed to be performing them oh, don't let the irs okay. if you really love her don't be telling people that she does that okay because uh the irs is looking for her but here is why i'm really really pathetic i knew firsthand not to go to a miss hill concert my friends and i saw el boogie in jamaica december 2011 at a charity concert she was 90 minutes late she couldn't even control her crazy enough for the sick kids. Oh. She did that strange mashup that basically overrides her beautiful voice and wait for it. She fought with her band the entire time. <gasps> I wish I had recorded it. It was bizarre. She kept stopping in the middle of songs to complain about the songs, the sound being too high, too low. Her mic was bad. Her earpiece was bad. She wouldn't sing. She would sing for a minute or so and then find something to complain about. Wow whoa it's funny how money takes the situation this is funny motherfucker turn my mics down <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> what is going on here you type you, you playing on the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours miscommunication lead the comedy turn my headphones up turn them shits up i will right, not damn. go on i will not go on uh. <laughs> And while you're playing that beat, it's B-flat, motherfucker. B-flat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> loving you is like a battle. And we both in. Is it hot up here? Or is it just me? Take some of these lights and put them on the band. Right. Jesus Christ, I'm sweating. I know. What the fuck is this F-sharp? F-sharp, nigga. F-sharp. <laughs> I said I want a Perrier. This is just Aquafina. Uh, Sick of this place. Um, it was so jarring. Half the audience walked out because Jamaicans have zero fucks to give. We booed Diana Ross when she acted like a diva at our jazz festival. Festival. We pay you to sing. You better bomb look cot sing. So yeah, <laughs> you think I would have learned my lessons from that? Nope. Right. It's 2014. I have it. I have a soft spot for her. I think she was young when she ended the business and was disappointed by the business and love. And I really think she has lost her mind. No other oh, yeah. explanation for her behavior. I hate seeing great talent go to waste, but my music stand-up and psychotherapist says that L Boogie drug is not good for me and that I should stop trying to recatch a Lawrence former glory because no matter how I think we've grown, I go to an L Boogie concert and she lets me know it ain't working. Mm -hmm. It ain't working. No, it ain't, baby. But I'm working on my L Boogie addiction. It takes time, Karen and Rod. It takes time. Stop judging me. I just need Lauren to let me go first, and maybe I'll go too. Sign confessions of an L Boogie stand. YWP. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to break your addiction to Lauren Hill, all you really need to do is listen to anything from her that's not, uh, that came after that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
anything. Uh, that that fucking uh, beautiful album, Miseducation. Like, it, it broke my addiction when I tried to listen to fucking MTV Unplugged, man. This song is nine minutes long. Shit. She's making it up. Oh, Seven more minutes. Realizing that there's no place else to go. And there's nobody I know who can help me here. Textbook solutions are so. Give me some motherfucking sweet tea! cell phones off in the front row i see you texting people <laughs> i know y'all taking videos of me to send to the youtube i know what y'all be doing i read the comment section An education and philosophy. you playing them drums a little too hard jerome <laughs> <laughs> gently gently on the bass oh anyway what if that's how her unplug album really was? Oh Lord! They need to do unplug 3.0 with that. Just her, being... her comments. Yeah. Uh, she also writes in. This is for Karen regarding episode 785. It's not TV. It's JBO. Who I went on Twitter to watch live tweet because I knew I'd be additionally entertained. And you are my B friend in my head. Yes, the end new Beehive member. Yes, yes, and I want to tell everybody that because I didn't realize. Uh, it's a lot of people that don't have HBO or cancel the HBO. Like some people said they canceled the HBO right after Game of Thrones went off. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was hilarious because I didn't realize, A, I was tweeting my ass off because I was having a blast. And B, I didn't realize some people followed my timeline just to, just to see my comments. Yeah. I had a blast. It um, was everything. Well, she sent a couple of gifts of, uh, gifts of, uh, of uh beyonce yes I'll, I'll be using that up in my queue roger roger showed me how to do those last year he should have never showed me how to do that shit uh my dad writes in animal attacks oh lord like sword attacks i think it would be cool to have a similar discussion on your show about animal attacks why are most of the people who get attacked by wild animals white does white meat test better than all the other kinds of ethnic meat i don't know sir why do people insist on going into areas where wild animals live why do people keep punk ass dogs that bail out in a time of need? Would you feed a dog that brings the wild bear straight to you instead of trying to help fight it off? <laughs> and you sent a link to a California woman who was clawed and bitten by a, in a bear attack. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like she got she got got lit up. Guess the race. Yeah, um, and look like she got messed up in the back too. Ooh. A three hundred pound bear. Uh, three hundred pounds. Mhm. Attacked her unprovoked, Karen. Unprovoked. What was she doing, Eric? Yeah. What is what? Aren't all animal attacks pretty much unprovoked? Right. I mean, animals mind its business, and you walk up on it normally. Even if it walks up on you, as far as it's concerned, you walked up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you in my neighborhood. Right. You're in my you don't living live room. Here. Right. 
I was in the kitchen eating my nuts and berries, and you walked your ass in here. Yeah, maybe we'll cover this uh, on the show with uh, you know t- tomorrow throughout the week. I'll I'll make sure to save it. But yeah, man, wow. I don't know. I, I don't want to do an animal attack uh, thing because I feel like we need to focus on these sword attacks. That that that. Maybe when we get that under control, we can do it. That and uh, we had too many people from Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be defending them. Funny how money changes situation. Emil writes in, "Hey, Black Tippers, I was listening to episode seven eighty five. It's not TV, and it got me thinking about Lauren Hill. When I, how are we get more emails about Lauren Hill than Beyonce in that concert? <laughs> <laughs> I just randomly started the show like that on a whim to be like, we talking about that concert, y'all, the Lauren Hill concert. Anyway, when I left Jamaica in two thousand, I shipped." three or four boxes of CDs ahead of me. I could have left most of that shit in my parents' house back in Jamaica because of all the albums I bought in the 90s. Uh, I only listened to about 10 to 20 of them today. That list includes such gems as Equipment Eye, Reasonable Doubt, Black on Both Sides, Miss Fat Booty is one of my favorite songs of all time, and The Miseducation. I bought that CD the way I normally bought CDs in the 90s from a store on my way home from work. I ripped the cellophane record, well, or, you know, get it from Columbia House and never pay them. Right, pay What's them. Up? But, but take, that, take that penny to the back and mail it. Mm-hmm. I ripped the cellophane wrapper off and popped that shit in my car CD player. I must have played Lost Ones about 10 times during the commute because that opening track was just so dope. The whole album seemed so sonically revolutionary and never got old. I expected big things for her follow-up album that never came, of course. Eventually, I gave up waiting these days, and I have no expectation of Lauryn Hill, I'll admit. I was dumb enough to click on that link for that terrible-ass Black Rage out of curiosity, but you would never see me spending my money to see her in concert I have, so he's smarter than YWV. Right. I have the album. It will never get better than that. She keeps persisting with trying to perform because of her tax woes. I guess her miseducation, miscommunication with the IRS leads to complications. <laughs> yes, it yeah, does. She needed that money to change the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a separate note, part of the fun of watching J and B on HBO was following Karen's Twitter feed during the show. It certainly enhanced my experience. Thanks for another great week of shows. I'm glad y'all enjoyed that because, honey, I had myself a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it, too, man. You really uh, were doing your thing out there. You know, um, nobody liked my tweets, apparently. That's fine. <laughs> I guess, I guess it was just me. Yes, because your tweets wasn't yesing it up and your tweet. Yes. Yeah, they was. Yeah, they was. Oh, they was yesing it up. You wasn't even following my tweets. Now I no. feel disrespected. I, would, I sure wouldn't follow your tweet because... When you was tweeting that fast as I was, I didn't have time to see nobody else's tweets. Uh, my man Mike from London writes in, lip smacking good 18. Oh. This is a Karen-centric show. Woo-hoo. Hi guys, I just listened, I just listened to lip smacking great, a little bit of lip smacking good 18 with Mike Felder. That was a fun show. That was wonderful. One of your best podcasts. Woo-hoo. I'm disappointed though to hear Karen is not a Sriracha person. I am all about that Sriracha. Me Roger too, cuz. Roger's all about that. Put life. it on everything. I put that shit on everything I love. Yeah, he does. Like the Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Mm-hmm. I don't put Frank's Red Hot Sauce. No, no, on that's me. their motto. Oh, put I, it on everything yeah. you love? I put that shit on everything. Have you seen the Frank's Red Hot Sauce oh, commercials? No, that's really what they do? Uh-huh. It's like a little old lady, and they beep her out. She be like, I put that beep on everything. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Black woman? She's a white white woman. Oh, good. good. But it's her. So it's not racist. Good. It's hilarious to see her do the commercials, though. They haven't showed them in a long time. 
i'm still here and struggling to keep up with your flow of podcast it seems like more every day thanks again for what you do mike in london good i hope everybody that's premium thinks there's too many fucking premium podcasts you're fucking welcome yep and we still got more in the queue yep could put out more today if i want matter of fact nerd off at three today yes it is yeah just bless y'all with that get Blah. ready sterling and, and chris y'all welcome premium people um feedback um uh, from bk says i want to talk to you about one of my favorite topics female asses um <laughs> it's kind of creepy on Monty's evening jones show one of the chat room questions included one about j-lo and iggy's azalea's music video booty Bose eventually spoke on how asses have suddenly become in vogue when we, black folks, have always had a supreme appreciation for asses. He also kind of clowned Iggy for not being able to shake that ass for damn, hence J-Lo doing all the booty shaking in the video. That's true. That is true now. J-Lo did used to be a dancer. Iggy, I don't think, ever was. Mm-mm. I think he did bring up a good point that ties into a larger view uh, that is as old as time. Mainstream white culture adopting, co-opting, or stealing elements of black cultural expression and making it their own once... I once saw a TMZ video post that described the Latino actress as the Latina Kim Kardashian. Let that one sink in. No Latinos got asses. Um, I'm not one of those. I hate. I hate white. No, he's saying Latino are known for having asses. What the Latina Kim Kardashian? Kim Kardashian is the Latina. You know, like she's the one imitating Latinas. Okay. 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 Like Latin women been having some big juicy butts. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those I hate white folks type of brothers. I'm all for sharing the cultures overall. I can definitely appreciate a nice ass no matter what woman is attached to. But from style to form of expression, it sure does seem like everyone wants to be a nigga in some form until the cops come. Thanks for putting out the excellent podcast. I'm only a few months deep into my listenership of the show. I honestly wish I would have found out about y'all much sooner. Well, thank you for listening, BK. Um, I personally love ass. as an ass aficionado. Um, <laughs> all kinds of, of asses. Um, pre- preferably, you know, I like them big. You know what I'm saying? But a nice shape to them and shit. Uh, Iggy just, you know, I think she was in the situation where her ass is probably fake. Mm-hmm. For one. Right. Two. So it's not a natural control to it. Two, if you pay attention to most of her concerts and shit, She's always performing with her ass like in tights or something or mm-hmm. those uh um yoga pants type things like right. very rarely is she like really you know like putting it out there to straight jiggle and shit um right so it you know that's different um also um more importantly i I'm glad that we're at a point where a forty year old j lo finally feels the ability to express herself artistically with her ass man right, like it's kind of get criticized for it not just it wasn't even about criticism it honestly it wasn't the criticism she used to be mocked for having a big ass by white people right you know and it was a big it was like j-lo and her big ass and it was just like very negative view and i i, I still don't trust that everybody's over that i still feel like the mm-hmm. mainstream white dude is still kind of you know, down on asses in general. Mm-hmm. I also don't trust in, uh, I don't trust Vogue magazine and shit to be talking about asses. I mean, Mm-mm. they basically just turned the same 90 pound models around to the back and said, asses are in. And you're like, those aren't asses. They sure not. If asses was in, you'd have a completely different cover girl. Yes, you would. You know, you um, have a size 12 to 14. Yeah. And also, you know, I don't think having a fake ass is, def- def- is necessarily a death nail to anything. Um, Mm-mm. Nicki Minaj has a fake ass and I feel like the fucking Anaconda video puts everything to shame with, even with her fake ass, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, I'm, I think, uh, there's women that walk around with fake titties and they don't get this type of scrutiny as the fake ass ladies were getting, you know? Right. But, um, it's just funny cause Kim Kardashian and all these people, they put all this shit into their bodies to try to imitate black women, you know, the most copy women on the planet earth of all time. So people present this disdain for these, these ladies, but, you know, at the end of the day, they're trying their best to fucking be one. You know, mm-hmm. they just want to be they want to be sought after like one. They want to be lusted after like one without actually being one because they right. know the social status that comes with that. Right. Is typically negative, you know, mm-hmm. so they don't want those stereotypes. But they will mm-hmm. love those thick lips. They will love those brown skin, you know, just uh, so smooth and don't crack and be old and still beautiful as shit. Look at um Viola Davis, you know, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they would love, um, to, to have those curves and to have that ass, man. They would love that shit, but they can't. So instead, uh, they go out and they, they pay to get that shit. And it's funny because they've been able to do it all these years by actively seeking to make their bodies into black women's bodies while also shaming black women like Beyonce for putting her body out there. Come on now. Um, you know, not to mention they also, um, you know, as, 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 you know, as they are switch, shifting their bodies into the, the form of, you know, these mostly black women, a lot of these mainstream things won't let these same black women be in their shit. Nope. You know, they have, they won't go find these models. There's a ton of fucking models. Right. That have a, a ass, titties, lips, everything for days, but you're not going to see them walking down that runway, you know? Nope. One of the things that's funny to me about Kanye when he describes like this racial shit and these barriers, at the same time, he's not going out. He he could use his station as a fashion person to go out and get these models and get these women that, you know, aren't getting a shot otherwise. You know, he could use his platform for that. So a lot of times they just use it for whatever's best for them. And he just wants in on the game with the same white standards as everybody else. I would love to see, um, you know, black women put on these covers when they talk about this shit. You know, in these articles, they skip over black women. You know, not since so-and-so, and it's always some other motherfucker that, you know, did, wasn't really known for having all... It'd be like, not since Pink has as been in. Right. Like, Unless you know no black people. Because they never went out of style, and it's never going anywhere. Nope. You know. But, uh, you know, good for them for that video and shit, though. Mm-hmm. J-Lo was working her shit. Um, but, yeah, Iggy just basically stood there and, and posed in the same angle so that her, I guess the one angle her ass looks real in and tried to just stick to that. Right, and just shifted her butt from left to right. She was really jiggling. Yeah, J-Lo was just smacking her ass and shit, and then I- Iggy was just st- standing there getting smacked. Yeah, I was watching that the whole time going, mm, BET Uncut does a better job than this when it comes to that. Yeah, it's- turn on that Uncut, put everybody to shame. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, man, thank you for listening, guys. Karen, did you have anything to say about that one? Mm-mm. All right, we'll see you guys, uh, Saturday. I mean, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, for regular listeners, for a premium, we'll see you guys in two hours at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. for a nerd off with Chris and Sterling. So until then, I just want you to know, baby, y'all motorboat that butt. Y'all motorboat that butt. Y'all motorboat that butt. Motorboat that butt. Y'all 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 motorbo
Y'all wanna vote that butt, wanna vote that butt. Y'all wanna vote that butt. Ah, uh, I love you. I love you too. Mwah.